Welcome back to Soul of a Warrior. I have on Haley Halverson. And Haley, what are you doing in Fort Collins, Colorado? Yeah, I came out here mostly as a change of pace. Okay. Um, I went across America in an RV for work. And when I landed in New York, I had no specific plans, work-wise, location-wise, or anything of that nature. Um, and even during like the pandemic of 2020, I'd been moving around quite a lot too. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have a home base at that point. Okay. And my cousin is here and she's been trying to convince me to come out here. And so here I am. <laughs> and how do you like it? You- I mean, it's wonderful. Okay. So I am very, very spoiled, though, and I grew up for a part of my childhood in the Pacific Northwest, and I moved back there, and um, I mean, I feel like it's just, like, I'm always in this weird comparison game, and it truly is the thief of joy, because, like, it will just steal, like, oh, man, that place was better, or this place could be better, or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know? So... The Pacific Northwest is wonderful because you're in this, like, pocket of mountains and ocean, and I'm, like, a water baby. I'm, like, drawn to it as well. So it's just just different here. Like, it's gray there, but here it's super sunny. So Mm -hmm. you're kind of just, like, making (laughs) Mm trade-offs. What about the active community here? Do you see that more people here are active? Ooh, good question. I think that there's more people here that are active in more variety of ways yeah um my experience where i'm where i come from in the pacific northwest is that there's a lot of like a lot of outdoor sport um to the degree that people are like well why are you going to the gym you could just hike (laughs) i'm like okay (laughs) um good but conversely my my family is from the Midwest, mm-hmm. and of course, like moving here or moving to the West Coast, you see like a major, major uptick mm-hmm. in active people, yes. healthy people. Yes. Um, not to say that they don't exist in the Midwest, but it is just like less trendy there to yes. be active. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've, I've never seen anyone um, unicycling down the foot trail or the, the foothills <laughs> or whatever. Yes. Here? No, no. There's so many. Yeah, no, I've seen them. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like here. Yeah, just on a unicycle. Unicycle, yeah. Like a pack of them. Like, do they cycle in groups just, in the same way? <laughs> just, I've seen one person wow. with like a mountain bike tire unicycling down Horsetooth. I'm like, I've never seen anything like that wow. ever before. <laughs> that is really crazy. I guess like I've seen it on Instagram. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And there's all those like different like the boards. I don't even know what they're called. They're like they're like these two-wheel boards. You know, they uh, essentially seem like snowboards. Like a hoverboard thing. Yeah, kind of, but they have them for trail with the like wide oh. um tires as well. It's wild. What? That's <laughs> it. Okay, and then moving out here, I'm like, "Oh yeah, snowboarding, skiing." And so like, have you been out to snowboard and ski? I have gone a single time. <laughs> okay. Since I've been here, yes. Well, <laughs> I, I really, to be honest, Morgan, I like dove all in before I even got here. Like I was literally in an RV, probably in the Mojave Desert. And I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to end up going to Colorado or somewhere that there's mountains and I'll go snowboarding again. And I'm not like the best snowboarder, but I, I like to be out. I like to just like ride. I'm probably like a big mountain rider. I'm not going to do park. I just have no interest. Like... 
but I like it because it's so serene and it just like takes your mind to a different yes. place. Like it's not my normal life, right? So I get this pass. I get an epic pass, and I used it a single time last year. What? How was your first time though? Uh, well, I haven't been out <laughs> in a little while. <laughs> it, it was actually really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I hired a uh, instructor. Okay. And I'm not, like I said, like, I'm not a great skier, snowboarder. It's hard. Like, it's hard. I'm just, like, decent. I just like to be out, you know? But when you hire an instructor and you already know, you're, like, the only person yeah. that's in the class because you can do it. You just can't go down, like, backcountry or Black Diamond or whatever mm-hmm. right out of the gate. So, uh, but that was also a different experience here because here there, it's, like, it's privately owned. It's resorts. Where I've, where I've learned how to snowboard and ski, it's always been um, DNR-owned. Yes. Or, like, much smaller scale resorts. Mm-hmm. So there's fewer people. It's less hectic. I got there. Oh, my God. This is actually hilarious. Like, so, A, I got an Epic Pass to go out one time. So I just paid a fortune to yes. for, for a single-day <laughs> ski pass. And then, <laughs> and then I paid on top of it to get the instructor. Mm-hmm. And, like... I don't know. For anybody listening to this, please don't take this as, like, I just have all this money to cash to blow, because that is 100% inaccurate. But <laughs> And the gear, how, and the, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's just yeah. an expensive hobby. It is so Honestly. expensive. But, I mean, it's really fun if you can get out, right? And so I go, I went to Breckenridge, and it's beautiful. Like, honestly, it's worth the drive. It's worth it to just, like, drive out I-70 and, like, go through all the mountains. And then Breck is kind of, like, off. It, like, I think mm, I think it's, like, Vale and all these other ones that are kind of, like, right off of I-70. But mm-hmm. you have to, like, drive into a, you know. A <laughs> so I, it's just, like, a three-and-a-half-hour journey yes. from here. Yes. Alone to meet a ski instructor. And <laughs> so... Um, but I never, not in my life, did I ever think it would be this busy. And I happen to be there, apparently, on the most busy weekend of the year. So, like, everybody and their mom and all of their children and great-grandchildren and all these people are, like, swarming there. So I have to park, like, miles away and catch a bus. And then I get in on the bus to, like, I mean, like, the village, the Breckenridge village, right? And they're like, this isn't where you need to be. Like, you need to be on the other side of the mountain to get in this group. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, how? How do I even get to that place? Like, I don't know how to get there. Like, because it's huge. Yes. Yeah. It's huge, and it's so busy. And so they were really kind to me, actually, and they just, like, let me do a lesson there later in the day. Good. Good. <laughs> and which is really all I needed, because when you're skiing or snowboarding alone, like, it's not like you spend the whole day on the mountain. You're no. Just, and it's, like, not fun to just sit in a lodge, like alone twiddling your thumbs so it's it's a one heck of an experience though like you literally are like a a rag doll rolling down the mountain yes have you gone out here (laughs) yes yes okay had you skied or snowboard before you got here no okay so i had a little bit of an advantage yes but yeah you do you just like you just like let go i think for me, the closest experience I have to that actually recently is I did try surfing last year too. I've never surfed in my life, ever. But I was with somebody that surfed, and so we we're like, "Yeah, let's do this." That is so hard. Oh, I wouldn't even. 
oh, I, I wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a fit person. I know how to snowboard. Like, I kind of am familiar with this kind of movement. No. Like, you have, similar to snow, and I'm not even at this level where, like, you have to be able to, like, read the snow. Like, if you're going to do backcountry yeah. or anything like that, so you don't avalanche. And it's the same thing with, like, waves. You have to be able to read the water so that you know when to go. Mm-hmm. And also, like, when to bail. Like, honestly, I think in any sport like that, it's, like, knowing when to bail. Yes. And knowing how to bail well so that you're not totally killing yourself mm-hmm. by the bottom of the mm-hmm. mountain or something like that. Yeah. Would you go again? Snowboarding? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, I think the snow, the ski pass is so expensive. Yes. So that's the issue for me every year. Like, being where I'm at in life, I'm like, I can't afford I know, six, seven hundred dollars, yeah. whatever, for the basic one around here. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's not just that, it's three hours, you know, to the yes. mountains. And yeah. Three and hours I feel back. like you also, the way I did it is like so wrong. Like, you should go with people. Yeah. <laughs> so you can like split gas. So you kind of like have a good time yes. on the way there and on yeah. the way back, you know, and like kick it at the mountain all day. I'm like you, of, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Loner. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Well, I'm like, we're going to do it later. <laughs> yeah. It's, you just sometimes you just gotta do it. Yes. So you do. I want to talk to you about that. Just doing okay. things because you—that's you, what really stood out to me when I first met you. You uh-huh. just do things by yourself. Yeah. So you were bodybuilding. Yep. You worked in a in an RV, yep. traveling the country. Like you've done so much. Yeah, I feel like I've lived like a lot of lives so far. Um, I grew up in Valley. And I was kind of a loner there. I feel like this is going to be a vast sweeping statement, but um, I just felt like I didn't really belong with those girls necessarily. Like, I loved ballet. I loved dancing. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I was sort of on the outside of it. Like, um, I didn't really have ballet friends until much later in my life. Mm -hmm. And then I had, like, one ballet friend. Um, and I changed schools a little bit through like elementary, middle, high school. And so I always had like one friend at all those places. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do, this is a great format for me because Mm -hmm. I do better like one-on-one with people. I love groups of people. I love people. I'm so curious about them. Um, and that's like a major driving force I would say in my life. But, um, as far as like my friends and how I live go, it's kind of like one-on-one or like solo. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I get that because I think that well let me finish that so I grew up in ballet kind of like solo dolo a little bit and Mm then um, changing schools I just think there's not an opportunity necessarily to like really get ingrained and and I had weird hobbies like I wasn't playing soccer with the girls in my class like I was like on the outside of that space again then too and um, I think that like led me into like this more you know, introspective space as I went through college. My bachelor's degree is in dance, choreography, and performance. Um, And then I went into yoga. I went to Costa Rica to get my certification Mm -hmm. and stayed there to hang out for a little while. Um, I think very fortunately, my parents have always been really supportive of me doing these kind of obscure things. Um, And I because of that I met a lot of people really fast in my earlier life that had a lot of different experiences and also had like not super normative life experiences um 
like when I was in Costa Rica, I met a girl that had been traveling the world. Um, like she was now my age at the time. She was 33. Um, and I was meeting her as a 22 year old. Mm -hmm. And so she was like bartending and working these random jobs and just kind of moved place to place based on people that she met basically along the way. Okay. Um, and so I was meeting really like independent individuals, um, being in Costa Rica, I met like guys that had moved there from the States and started a bakery and had this kind of not normal capitalist nine to five life. Yes. Right. Um, which is like a great thing and a not great thing for a 22 year old to learn. Right. Yes. Cause you're like, wait a second. So my life doesn't have to look like that. So now right. what do I do? Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like my, I feel like I was like sent off on this search a little bit, um, which I'm still in. I don't have answers. Um, <laughs> of like okay like I can do something totally different yes and now in my life like I'm very hesitant to accept something that's less than that mm -hmm. um so yeah so I kind of like started building on that I dated a guy that I got into yoga and he got me into bodybuilding um I knew kind of about bodybuilding but um you know in 2013 there was way fewer people that were like hey I'm gonna compete in a bodybuilding show mm -hmm. um I knew about it because of like a moment in time when I went to modeling school that my grandparents put me through basically. That's really cool. And it's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Like as a 12 year old, I knew about fitness, but I wasn't, I mean, bodybuilding is hard. Like the diet is hard. The like regimen is hard. It just, it's a 24 hour a day job. Mm -hmm. Like your stress has to be managed. Your sleep has to be managed. Your food is managed. Your work, your so workouts and your cardio. Yeah. Like you kind of have to be, Somebody told me in that space recently, like, the stars basically have to align in order to get on stage. Like, because there's not that many people in the world that are being paid to do it, right? Like, mm -hmm. that are, that's the, their only thing that they're putting energy into. Like, you know, normal, whatever that means, people that are competing in bodybuilding, it's like they still have their normal job. Yep. They still, like, have to clean their own home and make their own food and all of these, thi like, normal adulting things. Yes. And so, like, uh, you, yeah, you just are managing your life down to that. And I think, um, back to your question that you originally asked, like, I think that it almost requires you to get into this, like, independent space that's almost hermit recluse-like mm -hmm. <laughs> because you just can't have interruption. You got to buckle down. Yeah. And, yeah. like, Sure, like I have friends like you. Mm -hmm. I am dating someone. Like I have all these other normal things going on. But I, I, at this point, I've been doing it for eight years. I almost warn people coming into a relationship or community with me, like, "Hey, I am really busy, and it's not necessarily that I don't want to hang out. It's that like I don't have the time or space to hang out. But if you want to do cardio, like yes. if you want to get a black coffee with me, yes, <laughs> yeah, you know, like mm -hmm. I have space for that. But it's like." It's, like, a special human that I feel like I have to be that's okay with that. And yeah. they don't want to just, like, go drink margaritas all night on Thursday. Right. So. <laughs> yes. Um, I also like to do that. Um, but <laughs> it's, like, there's not a lot of space in my life that, that that actually does happen. Well, you're very goal-oriented. And I think you look at life differently than the quote-unquote normal. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's, like, okay, yeah, having a drink or two is fine. But you're looking at, at like how is this drink going to impact my fitness goals? Yeah. How is this going to set me back? Yeah. And it, I think um, even, like, with that, Morgan, like, I've been doing fitness now, like, st almost strictly fitness for 
eight years of my life. Mm-hmm. And I came into it at the time. They say make, breakups make bodybuilders. And they do. Um, <laughs> I am a living testament of that. Uh, I guess it, it worked out. It worked out. It inspired me. It gave me a little bit of a push. Like, okay, you need to get it together. Mm-hmm. But um, pr- prior to that, like, I was, like, a normal girl that wanted to go out and party in my 20s yep. and um in that way bodybuilding sort of saved me a little bit like from a pretty destructive not goal-oriented life um and like also like a, it just gave me like a lot of more clarity and a lot more confidence in who I was like I felt like if I can accomplish this if I can actually like be dedicated and determined in this way what other ways can I bring that into my life? Yeah. Um, there's like a lot of, yeah, at this point, I think there's a lot of people even that I meet now that are like, oh, well, that's so unhealthy. And I feel like, yeah, 100% it can be unhealthy. It is totally unhealthy to eat like 20 grams of fat for any extended amount of time or like only 90 grams of carbs for an extended amount of time. Right. Sure, you have to take these breaks and things like that, but honestly I would rather personally be on the 30 grams of fat and the 90 grams of carbs for a long-ish amount of time as long as it's healthy to be there Mm -hmm. because the amount of like mental clarity and self like knowledge and awareness that I get and the, the amount of like ease that comes into the rest of my life because um I think that discipline like really creates more freedom like you know what you're gonna say no to Mm -hmm. and you also know what you can say yes to um and I think that I used to kind of make this joke with people that was like when I get lean it also leans my life out and in a really positive way like I know who my friends are yeah like my real friends yeah because they're still there like I know um how I'm gonna perform at work I know, like, what other things I have time to pursue and, like, why I want to pursue them. Those are concrete. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that even if, like, which leads me basically to, like, even if I never stepped on stage again, even if I never competed again, I would still do this because of the amount of, like, um, clarity that it provides. The amount of, like, mental health that it provides, Mm -hmm. too, is just, like, next level. And... Um, and like I said, like, I think there's this like huge piece that's like, if I can make this happen, like if I, I think that changing your body, it can be looked at as like a really like unhealthy thing or something like that. But I think that there's just so much uh, ownership of it. Yeah. That you're like, if I can own that and make this change and make it better and like see the improvements, no, no matter what that looks like, maybe it's leaner and thinner or whatever, or maybe it's like more size, you're building better shoulders, you're building better glutes, whatever it Mm -hmm. is. Like, I think that it, it kind of, I think if you're self-aware, I think it can bring you into this like space where you're looking at that in the same way of the rest of your life. Like, how can I make this be better? Like what small tweak can I add? What like little bit of energy can I add? That's going to be so worth it to see this develop. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, uh, okay, so I, I recently, I'm at a point in my life where I, I, I kind of look, like I, I take a step back and I look at things differently. Yeah. So I'm 27. Uh-huh. You're 33. Yep. So I'm at a point where I see people, like I, I don't know which path to go down, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, do you pursue your goals or do you, 
go down this path that everyone else is going down relationships kids marriage life like at what point did you decide to take your own path and and I guess kind of give me your perspective on all of that oh I love that um it's kind of a mixed bag answer relationship wise I mean I was like that girl who was in their 20s that was like oh I'm definitely gonna marry this guy this Mm -hmm. is the love of my life and I am not married (laughs) (laughs) and so um I, that causes some pause. To say. <laughs> That's okay. That is okay. Yeah. No, I'm very, like, yeah. I'm very happy about it, actually. Um, like, in, like, full transparency at this point, it sometimes is difficult for me now to be in a relationship. Um, my relationship is really wonderful right now. But, um, like, I have grown very accustomed to being single. Um, so it's, in that way, it's harder for me to transition and, and accept that we can dive way deeper into that (laughs) but um (laughs) I'm with you there yeah yeah yeah. uh there's so many reasons for that but um but I think yeah in my 20s I was like oh I'm gonna marry this guy for sure for sure for sure for sure because that's like how we in I think middle class America were raised a little bit yes like um (laughs) you're gonna go to college and then you're gonna get this you know significant other there and then you're gonna get married and then you're gonna get the white picket fence house and then you're gonna have a kid and a dog and that and um that's just not how my life went really right um and I that's not to say that that life is wrong um in some ways I actually am really jealous of that um but I think that I may have strayed from the question a little bit here but um I actually saw, I saw this woman that leads meditation recently, and I feel like she said it very, very well, which is, like, in your 20s, you should kind of just be dating to get to know yourself. Um, and I wish that I had held more of that perspective because now it's a li- I'm a little bit late to that party um, in that I still am doing that now, um, and that's okay. Um, I feel like for me this is like the most millennial thing ever like for me I've always been more attracted to like the experience of of life like Mm -hmm. even I mentioned you know I partied really hard for a time (laughs) uh for about four years just like pretty constantly and it was super fun. Like, do I, I get it. do I regret it in some way? Yeah, sure. But like, at the same time, like, I had the best time of my life. Yeah. Like, I was having so much fun. I was meeting so many people. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted that experience, and I actually made at the time a really deliberate choice to have that experience. Um, so I think that for me, like, I've always been really experience oriented in that way, and I think that it became like that was the shift for me in in all aspects but like I think that when I let go of I mean I wanted to be married at like 25 dude yeah, you know yeah like and I was like well I'm not 25 anymore <laughs> I, I feel like I say that to myself yearly now I'm like oh I'm not 25 well. <laughs> um like you know uh I think that I sort of just let that go because I don't, it, it just wasn't what was happening in my life. Con- conversely, though, and this is a space that I'm still exploring and still, like, trying to be uh, okay internally with my own self that my life doesn't look the way that everybody else does. Yeah. Um, 
like I didn't graduate college and immediately jump into a job that like paid me pretty well and then work up the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. Um, I am not somebody who has ever like felt felt like they knew for sure what they wanted to do. Same. (laughs) Yeah. Scary. I'm like, it's really scary. And, but at the same time, I can't even imagine it. Like, because I'm not that person. Like, um, I know people that are like, this is for sure what I want to do. And just like the getting married at 25 thing, in some ways, I'm really jealous of that. And then in other ways, I'm like, wow, like I can't even, there's so much stuff I wouldn't know. Right. If I was like resigned to one thing. So many lost experiences. Yes. Or missed out on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, um, I think that you can, I don't know. First of all, I want to say like, you can 1000% know what you want to do. And I would still encourage that person to um, be open-minded and explore other things that are outside of their thing that they know that they want to do. Like, they don't have to commit a ton of time to it or anything like that. I just think, like, it's important to be curious about other people and it's important to be curious about the world. And um, I had a professor in my master's that told me, like, hey... The thing is, life expectancy isn't 55 anymore. Like, if you stay in the same career for the rest of your life, you're just going to be bored. Yeah. Like, hopefully you're growing. Hopefully you are having new experiences somewhere that even if you knew at 22 that you wanted to do this thing, at, you know, 28, you're like, oh, this person really brought a new light to that thing. Maybe I want to shift and go this way. Right. So, um, and that's not to say you have to, like, upend your whole life. But I think that, like, the more comfortable that you can be with change and a little bit of discomfort, like, the better off that you're just going to be overall. Mm -hmm. Um, And the more that you can get to know yourself and become like super okay with who you are right whether that is somebody who knows or whether that is somebody who has like no idea and is like I don't know I might just change every single year for the rest of my life basically mm-hmm. um I think that you're gonna get closer to actually knowing yes um like for me at this point like I'm 33 like I said probably when I was 23 I actually knew mm-hmm. like which is, like, a little bit of a sad admission. Like, if I had, like, listened to my 23-year-old self and not cared what anybody else thought. That's so hard, though. Yeah. yeah. Especially at, twenty, like, early 20s, yeah. um, you know, in, like, you know, the westernized world, we all have this, like, definition of what success is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, like, portrayed in movies that we learn from our parents or whomever was in our life, you know. Um, or even, like, in school... Like, I have a master's in business, and in, I, didn't, I graduated from that in 2018, and I still got some of the same messaging that I got when I was probably in fifth grade. You know? Like, that this is what success looks like. You have to go do this. Yes. And um, I don't regret getting that degree at all, but, like, at the same time, it's like, wow. Like, I definitely started to, like, believe what, what these guys were saying was right. Mm. And that I was, what I felt, what I was thinking to myself of what success would feel or look like is not right. Um, And so, yeah, I don't know. I think, like I mentioned, like, I'm somebody that wants to experience things. And I am sort of, like, slower at developing that way. Yeah. Um, And that's okay. Like I'm with you. Yeah. Like, I think... 
I think that, like, I really, like, want to love myself. Yeah. And I really want to do the right thing by myself and also by other people. Yeah. Like, being a people pleaser is a hard, hard thing <laughs> to overcome. Yes. Or, like, unlearn or balance or however, you know, we're supposed to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, like, you know, and then at some level, I'm like, well, at least now... I'm living in a world where we are more accepting of 33-year-olds that are unmarried, where we are more accepting of 33-year-old women that are independent and creating their own thing. Yes. um, It's really empowering instead of feeling like, you know, I know people like in their 50s and older that I wish that I could give them that a little bit. Oh my gosh. They lost that spark. Yes. Yeah. Like I wish that I could tell them like, hey, it's okay. Yeah. For you to feel like, I hate my kind of wife that I set up for myself. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, they probably don't hate all of it, no. but, like, they're frustrated. Let's just say that. You can walk away from you can, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can walk away. You can start over. Mm-hmm. It's not too late. Because what my professor said is right. Like, you are not going to die in two years. <laughs> you should You should shift yeah. to find to find more life, to find something. And I do understand that there's, like, financial implication to that. Yeah. Um, and that there's, like, a lot, if they're in a relationship, that's something that they have to communicate and decide together. Mm. Um, but, like, yeah, I wish that I could, like, empower more, especially women, because that's what I um, identify with. That's yes. what resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, you can do this. You can change your <laughs> whole life. Like, I still love that quote. It's so cliche. That's, like... Um, you're one choice away, you're one, like, decision away from a totally different life. 100%. And I think that's super important to remember. I think that's super important to keep in mind when you are making decisions. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of yeah. people, like, I, I kind of look at the psychological aspect of communities and how we want to we want to feel like we belong to a community. Yeah. But the hard thing about it is that in order to be happy alone as an individual, you mm-hmm. kind of have to break free of that community. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to break free of the norms. Like, I had a, a friend the other day tell me that, like, uh, quitting school three years in was, was a waste of time. And no. I, no. that's a completely different mindset. I'm like, no, it, it, it wasn't a waste of time. Yeah. I, I decided to walk away. And I wasn't happy. Right. So, like, I, I think straying away from that norm that you have to do X, Y, and Z to be successful. You have to do this yes. to be successful. No. Yeah. You, yeah, it's... You don't have to do anything to be successful. No. no. <laughs> I mean, you have, to, you have to work at something. Yeah. But, like, you don't... There's not, like, one right thing. No. Um, there's not one right way no. for people. And, um, you know, I... I mentioned I used to teach yoga. Yeah. I think that there's, like, this yogic concept. There's this meditative concept that's, like, you know, you can have an experience. You can hear something. You can be taught something. um, Just, like, whatever it is. And you can take what is true for you, Mm -hmm. what is, like, inspiring for you, or that makes you think a different way or something of that nature. And you can just leave everything else. Like, you can read one book and have one line stand out to you and hate the rest of the book. Like, and that wasn't a waste of time to read the book. No. Like, you took this one wonderful thing mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Are you going to recommend that book to someone? Probably not, but you might share that, like, piece of light. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if you're not going through things like that, where you're like, this is not the right thing really for mm-hmm. me, but I'll take this piece. Ooh. Like, because that was true. Yes. Um, and, or whatever, that hit you really hard. Like, I think that 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 one piece, that one sentence, that was worth it. Um, you know, it's like... The same thing is, I feel like relationships are kind of like this universal, like, metaphor for everything else. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you can be in a really bad relationship and still take one thing out of it that was good. Absolutely. Or, or that, like, made you be better or that made you more introspective or self-aware or whatever it is. Um, so that you're, like, learning and moving on to something better. Mm-hmm. It's all a new experience. Yes. And I think, like, taking... To figure out your path, your path doesn't have to be straight, and it's not always going to be straight. Right. It's going to be bumpy, it's going to be curvy, it's going to go left, right, yes. left, right. Yeah. But I think it, not, nothing's a failure. When you close off paths that aren't right for you, that's not yeah. a failure. You just know yourself a little better. Yeah, for sure. I think that um, there's a concept in, like, startup entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. too, that's, like, fail fast, fail forward. And sometimes I wish I could fail faster. I'm like, Ooh, God, yes. why didn't I just yeah. get out of this a long time ago? Yeah. Like, why didn't I quit that thing or change that job or, you know, mm-hmm. it's really wild. I'm like, why can't I just fail quicker? But, like, it's not failing per se. Like you're saying, like, if you learn something, it's not a failure. But um, I don't know. I think, like, knowing when to jump ship is yeah. actually really smart. Yeah. Knowing yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not being hard-headed and not yeah. being like, what will other people think if I yeah, quit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, quitting's That's, not a bad thing no, it's at not. all. Like, because the, the fact of the matter is, like, we all are evolving or we should be evolving. Mm-hmm. And so there should be, like, this reevaluation of current, like, things that you're doing um, pretty much all the time. Yeah. In most aspects of your life, even. So, yeah. like, I want to know, I'm curious, you, you have uh, a bachelor's and a master's. They're mm-hmm. not... They're not related, related at all. And then what are you doing for work? Is that anything to do with your degrees? I mean, sort of. And that's okay. I just, yeah. I'm curious, and I think that so many people, like myself even, are, yeah. I just want to hear your perspective on, like, school and work. and. Yeah, no, I think that, so right, right now what I'm doing for work, I am doing a development job for MS Run the U.S. We run across the nation every year from... California to New York City with a 19-person team, literally to raise awareness and fundraise for MS. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's like it's really inspiring. Like usually, about 40% of the team actually is living with MS. So, I mean, if you think Holy that you cow. can't do things, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's really, really amazing. I th- and in general, I think that they almost they do it. Um, they do their runs of about 160 miles in a week. Or a little bit more um, easier, stronger, better than the people that are coming in fully able. Yeah. Um, because I think I think that their like mental strength and stamina is just like a lot more, you know, um, because they're having to deal with like truly hard things day in and day out of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we don't all, but it's just like a next level, like very physical. Um, and mental ailment that they're dealing with and not all of us 
have to deal with something of the, that degree every yeah. single day of our lives. But so that's what I'm doing. Um, I it's basically sales. Uh, I so there is like some kind of business element to that, um, but mostly like it's like getting to know people, getting to know companies finding ways that we can partner that are beneficial to each other basically um and so it's like sort of business okay i guess in that way um i never thought i would end up in business ever like i mentioned i have a dance degree right um i did teach yoga very full-time for a while which is like kind of related but not exactly um and then i went out to washington state and i immediately started working in a business office um that is like not it. I'm so grateful for that job mm-hmm. that's not a job that I should have ever qualified for necessarily like I am capable of doing things right like I can learn right but on paper that's not the job that I should have had um we it were, opened doors though for you it opened a ton of doors <laughs> for me like it led me to get my master's because it it allowed me to it was the program was hosted through a school that had a MBA program um you know I was working with entrepreneurs, so that also, reflecting back on another question that you asked me earlier, I saw another way of life. Ooh. Like, very, very openly. Mm-hmm. I saw people that were struggling being entrepreneurs. I saw people that were making tons of money and seeing tons of success. But, do you know, I, I think the most interesting part about that job is that they weren't necessarily doing their hobby mm-hmm. because oftentimes with entrepreneurs if you do your hobby you no longer have a hobby you just have a job yeah you manage your hobby yeah um so (laughs) so uh but they weren't doing they were doing something that was like not that sexy but it was making them have the life that they wanted yeah so um like they were able to do their hobbies they Mm -hmm. were able to travel they were able to take care of their family um so I saw, like, a lot of different ways that people were kind of piecing that together or even how they were, like, leaving their jobby job mm-hmm. and then creating their new, you know, um, legacy, yes. essentially. So um, so that was really, like, wonderful to see. But, I mean, I shouldn't have been in business at that point at all. Like, mm-hmm. I had no background. I went to, into MBA school and I was like, people think like this? Like, all the time? Like, it was just like, wow. Like, it was so much data, so informed about how they were making decisions, which is something that I love. Like, I love that because it is does inform my life now mm-hmm. a lot. Like, my choices are looked at in almost, like, this strategic way. But um, they're not related. <laughs> like... Uh, <laughs> there's like skills that I learned right but not necessarily a direct application right um even when I graduated from my MBA program I did finally change jobs I was working for the small business development center for six years I never thought they offered me a retirement plan when I came on and I was like well dang I better take the five-year one because I'm sure as hell not I'm making it to <laughs> 10 years like <laughs> at that point I was like 10 years yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. I'll be 34 years old. Like, wow. Yeah. It's been one month. Seriously. We'll see. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we'll see. Exactly. Like, I did make it to my five, and, like, thank God I chose the five. Yeah. But, um, but uh, so I changed jobs, and I went to work at a consulting firm for uh, mostly Microsoft is who I worked with. Okay. Um, and I was, like, working in AI. Like, I have a business degree, and now I'm working in tech. Like, no, I don't know anything about AI. So in, in direct relation to your question, like, no, I've never really had a job that is, like, specifically, this is what I learned in school. Like, 
I learned amazing things in school that have applied to my life that yeah. are helpful for my life. In that particular job, I wish that I would have had my consulting job right out of my undergrad mm-hmm. because I learned so many skills that would be so applicable to every single other job that I have had in the past or could have going forward. Right. Um, and I also think that that job, like, it pushed me and my confidence to, like, really show up. Um, full disclosure, I hated that job. I hated working <laughs> as a consultant for Microsoft. Like, I was, I was, I felt like I was terrible at the whole entire job the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it was so high stress and it was so, like, masculine energy all of the time. It's miserable. And I just hated it. Like, I met some great people there that I still know and I love to this day. I, um,. I worked with, like, higher levels of management that I also, like, I appreciated more when I quit. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they gave me, like, such great life advice, like, nuggets that way. But, um, and, like, affirmed that what I was doing was for the right reasons. Um, So that was great. So in that way, it was wonderful. But I hated that job. Um, But, I mean, like, I, I never knew that PowerPoint could be used in that way. I was like, dang, that could have been helpful at literally yeah. any other point in my right, life. Right, right. Um, so, uh, like, you don't think about PowerPoint. Like, I was like, ooh, well, so fun. <laughs> but, like, you know, or even Excel. Like, Excel, you're like, dang, that actually is helpful now mm-hmm. that I know. Um, but I learned great skills there. They did, like I said, they pushed me really hard. Um, at, like, to be presenting in front of executives and stuff like this, like, of that nature, in that way, I'm really grateful for it because that wasn't something that I ever thought I'd be comfortable doing. Um, I'm glad I had that job because it was a job that I never thought I could even get. Um, so that was wonderful, but I distinctly was like, I know why this is someone's dream, but it is not my dream. <laughs> That's hard to, to be aware of that. Yes. <laughs> and it's, like, hard to quit because, like, yes. we're saying, like, when everybody else is saying... This is what success looks like. Keep going. Keep going. This is so great. When I quit that job, I actually have a close friend who was like, dang, it really looked like you were getting your life together. And I was like, yeah, except that I was like kind of depressed and I never went out on weekends any anymore. I yeah. hated where I was living. It wasn't myself. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't go to the gym. Like I didn't do my things because I was just working all the time and I was so stressed out that I couldn't find the energy anywhere to see my friends or to do things that I wanted to do or you know pursue goals that I had like I was just drained like yes this looks great to the outside world Mm -hmm. and on paper for my next job or whatever I go do but it was terrible it was like it was not the right thing for me so um yeah like I feel like I've like picked stuff up along the way that's Mm -hmm. been really helpful for the next version of myself but I mean, like, it's getting, it's getting more connected. Yeah. But there is not a, there's, like I said at the beginning, like, there, I n- was not that girl that was like, I know I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And I, for a long time, I was like, what the heck am I doing? None of these things even relate to each other. Like, how am I ever going to create a career that looks like something? Like, yes. I just have yes. this, like, <laughs> I have this, like, smorgasbord of, you know, experiences and lives, like I said, and, you know, different things that I've done. And I'm like, where is this even going? It always comes back around, though. I don't know if you noticed that the things that you that you stray away from that you really liked or enjoyed. Yes. It always comes back around. Yes. It's like, there that is again. Oh, my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it totally is. There it is again. 
And, um, you know, before we started this, I was telling you, like, or maybe it actually was during this. I don't know anymore. Like, the, uh, when I was 23, I probably knew. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm 33 and I've had all these experiences, I'm kind of, I've been, like, building slowly and sometimes, like, something or myself or someone else comes in and just knocks all the blocks over. And so then I rebuild it. And then, like, <laughs> and now I'm finally like, oh, I think I can actually see the whole structure. Yeah. It's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. It's still not there. It's still probably going to take me about five years, maybe, mm-hmm. to get to where I want it to be at um, and self-sustaining, you know? But I think, um, like, I, yeah, they're, it's coming back together, and I'm having more people in my life, even, like, yourself, that's, like, very inspiring to me, actually, to see you, like, leave something that you're, like, I think I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. But then also be, like, you know what? No, I'm actually going to go do this. Yes. Because that feels better to me that's more in alignment and I think that there if if there's one thing I tell this to everybody if there's one thing that I could have done at like 24 to 30 way better than I did and I just didn't know and or I did know people told me I just didn't take it seriously or something or I wasn't ready for it I don't know um it was like building your network and really truly the people that are around you are gonna make you who you are um like what they're bringing to the table not necessarily that they have to like bring something like tangible or anything like that but just like their values their values their energy Mm -hmm. their effort Mm -hmm. um you know like uh just things of that nature like that you're all kind of like I don't know I call I call myself at this point like a seeker like I'm like a seeker I really want to go find out I really want to get to the next place curious the the next level Yeah. yeah um and so, like, surrounding myself with more people like that or finding more people like that. Because yeah. I think that for me, for a long time, there, I didn't know even a lot of people like that. Um, like, it, I didn't meet people like that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I felt like, again, coming back to this, like, a kind of outsider to the communities that I was in. Yep. Because I just... They think you're a loser or they act like you're a loser because you aren't pursuing one sole thing or one sole path. And that's the hardest part. You're not a loser. Yeah. You're just different. Yes. And your successes are, they look different. They look different. And I think too, like, I think that sadly, um, (laughs) there's so many ways I could talk about this. I think, I think like, so I love minimalism. I love it. It's like a hobby. My dad makes fun of me. He's like so hard. I, like he's like you can't yeah, have yeah, whatever. But I like it. I like it as a concept. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's hard to do because like a hundred. You can't do it a hundred percent. There's like areas that you can bring that kind of conceptual like in- information to your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a great practice for just like a way of living kind of but I the thing that is hard for me is like if you truly went down to two jeans and two t-shirts and one jacket and one pair of boots and one pair of sandals like that's just like limiting a number one I'm with you I love clothes so I'm like no that's not gonna be no but also um (laughs) I've got 10 wigs you know like (laughs) like I just know that's not gonna be a thing for me but I also have different areas of my life that clothing wise I have like a different wardrobe for the gym I have a different wardrobe for work I have a different wardrobe for socializing mm-hmm. do those things like kind of cross over and intermix a little yeah. bit yeah because athleisure is a thing now and we love it <laughs> so like you know but I think that like I mean I couldn't shut down to just those four items or whatever because I would be like you know what I'll just never work out again 
I'll never do yoga again. Yeah. Like, you know, I think, like, people have to be careful of stuff like that because mm-hmm. you don't want to limit yourself in that way. Um, but so more along the lines of what we were saying, though, about that is that, like, I think that people, they want so hard to fit us all into, like, one box and say, like, you're a business person. Mm. You're a fitness person. You do this thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't feel like that. Like, I feel like I am all of these things. Yeah. And I, it has taken me a long time to focus all of them together, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think that, like, that's been my process of figuring, like, how can I be all these things? I think, um, for example, like, this is a very true thing for my whole life. People, and this is not my own ego at all, like, I promise. It's, like, my whole life people have been like, you're just so pretty. And that's the only mm-hmm. thing that I heard. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point that now it's difficult for me to believe. There's more to me than what I look like. Yes. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the box that I was put in. So yeah. then, like, when I started doing other things, mm-hmm. people were like, wait, no. No, 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 no. People that look like you don't do this. Ooh. Or, you know, pe- you know, people that look like you can't do that. You're limited. Yeah. To careers now. Yes. Like, yeah. so I've been, like, so refined down to this level of, like, well, shoot, like, that's the only thing that I can do? Yeah. Like, well, why can't I be funny? You know? Or why can't I be smart? Yeah. And so I usually tell people, like, also going back to my small business development center job, I was coming out of dance. I got this job. I did not feel like I should be there. But I got to work with a couple of very cool people mm-hmm. um, who, like, were very accepting of who I was and um, just, like, my personality and how I showed up to work every day. And I was really, like, just committed to trying to do a good job. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of them, specifically, a couple of years into me having that job, was like, you know what? Like, you're really smart. Like, really smart. Okay. (laughs) Seriously. I was just like, wait. Really? No one's told me that before. Yeah. And, like, my parents did, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, but I don't recall it even, it's which is sad. When it comes from your parents, yes. it's different. It is different, because you're like, no, whatever, you're my you mom. You have to say you that. You have to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, but, yeah, like, in school, nobody told me. Yeah. Like, none of the, nobody was like, yeah, Haley, like, that's really creative. That's really smart. That's mm-hmm. innovative. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And finally, this guy, while I was working on a business idea with him, for myself, actually, at the time, he was like, oh, that's really smart. And he was like, if you don't do this MBA, like, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. And so, like, you know, and then I had a couple of professors in my MBA program that just appreciated a new perspective. You Mm -hmm. know, you see those jobs that are like, we'll take any degree because we want diversity of thought. Like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. But, like, in this program... They really did. They really said, like, hey, no, that's a really good idea. That totally is right. Like, and it's different, but it's still good. Yeah. You know, so I started, like, getting affirmation of who who else I could be. But the thing is, like, I'm still in situations where people are like, you know, no, that doesn't make sense that you do all those things. doesn't make sense to them because they couldn't see themselves doing it. Doing all the stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and, like, I think... That's super sad, too, because I also am somebody who's, like, I see so much potential in everyone. Yeah. 
I'm like, yeah. you could definitely do that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you could definitely explore mm-hmm. that. Like, do you have to be great at it? No. Mm-hmm. Like, but why are you saying no? Because it just conflicts with the identity that you currently have yeah. of yourself. Yeah. Um, or because it conflicts with the identity that somebody else gave you. I do want to add that, like, I've learned to kind of limit what I tell people. Yeah. And so it's really hard. People are, like, they, they like to comment. They like to give their opinions on your life. Yeah. And I always, I've, it's taken a long time, but it's really hard to learn to kind of block all of that crap out. Yeah. it's, like, they see service level, what you're doing with your life today, right now. They don't see that map in your head of where you want to be or the mm-hmm. steps you're taking to get there. They just, in their head, they're they're straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure, they and are straight and narrow. You don't you don't see all the the steps in my head that I'm going to take. You just see what I'm doing right now, and you think I'm mm-hmm. a loser. You think I'm not successful. Yeah. So it's hard to get over that. Of like, yeah, it is. And I think, <laughs> yeah, they don't see where you're going because you have your vision. Yeah. You, they don't. It's a zigzag. Yeah. Of like. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, I th- and like, nobody. I don't think. I don't think that anybody has arrived. No. No. Like because honestly, if this is my arrival point, <laughs> like that's it's, it's sad. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. It's better than before, sure. But like, this is it. Like, I don't right. think so. Like. I think it that... It better not be. No, it better not be. <laughs> I think there's so many things to that, right? Like, I think that... I I think that, A, we're all, like, just meant for so much more. Like, yeah. we, we do limit ourselves quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you are you are self-aware, it's very easy to sink back into, um, ah, no, that's not possible. Or, like, that's, that's, not, that's not who I can be. I don't have that platform. I don't have that amount of power or whatever. But I think that... Um, I don't know if you're spiritual in any way, like, you know, I think that, like, you do kind of have, like, the power of the universe or the power of God within you, Yes. you know, so, um, like, and I think that that's the piece that you kind of have to, like, come back to a lot, Yep. which is, like, where meditation and prayer or, you know, whatever you do as a practice that way is really important to recenter and remind yourself who you are and, Mm -hmm. like, you know, that there is divine light within you um, and that that can only expand if you let it. Um, so don't let that, those comments bring you down and it's so hard to know yourself and be concrete in your beliefs and your wants and your desires because sometimes that'll come in out of nowhere and you're like, yeah, they don't, those people don't see the full path that you're wanting to take. They just see this one step. Yeah. And they don't have your path and many of them, depending on what you're doing for, for me, for example, nobody in my life has done what I'm trying to do. Oof. Yeah. So like. A, how are they going to tell me? Mm-hmm. I think I finally got to a place with my parents where they're like, we don't know how to tell you what to, t- what to do. Because, like, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Yeah. It's, it's not their fault. Like, I was I frustrated a little bit when I figured yeah. it out? Yes, because they're supposed to know because they're my parents. But, like, they don't know because they didn't do what I'm doing. They lost you ten years ago. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they, they don't know how to say, but they're supportive, mm-hmm. you know? But, like... And then there's people, like, even, like, close friends or just peripheral people that you just know in passing and things like that, they're also not doing what you're doing. Yeah. And they weren't meant to. So, right. like, how are they going to say um, what to do or not to yes. do or that what you're doing is wrong or bad? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that's, 
you know, I work with like a coach for bodybuilding and for modeling. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like getting into this financial coaching piece of things in my life too. And they actually, here's, here's the meld. Here's where it all connects. They all are saying like, why would you take advice from people that aren't doing this? <laughs> exactly. Like, why would you take advice from people that aren't successful in this yes, space? Yes. Like, yes. so it's like, yeah, I don't know why mm-hmm. I have been doing that, but I am. And like, I don't know. My my deepest hope for that is that I can start to take advice from the right people, but mm-hmm. also that then once I am doing that a hundred percent, or even eighty percent, because that would be better, you know. Like, once you're like doing that very consistently, like how can I impart that to these people that are like the naysayers, that are like the negative Nancys, that are just like want to tell me what I can and cannot do, mm-hmm. um, or what I should and should not do, because like my my heart is in a place where I am sad for them that like that they have sort of given up hope that they have like determined that that's not what their life is meant to Mm -hmm. be or for um and so like I hope that like I can get there and that then I can serve others in that way of being an inspiration that no you like you can do more than this yes you can be more than holly housewife you can be you can be more than like you know this like career driven like corporate driven man yes like yeah that was the way before but now there's so much opportunity so much so many experiences yeah to have and like i for me what i've realized we are all after money yes the purpose of having a job is money. Yeah. So, like, go after experiences. Yeah. Make smart decisions that are that's going to set you up for the yes. future. But, like, yeah. have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know if you want to shift to this, but yeah. um, I have been... you in, I, I bring this up because you invited me. You invited me to this Life Surge event. Yes. Yes. I didn't go. I know. I'm so bummed. <laughs> I, know. I really... If it comes back around, you yes. have to go. Okay, tell me about it. Um, yeah. So... It was, like, they had brilliant speakers. They had well-known speakers that were very moving and things like this. And the purpose of this event truly was, like, in full disclosure, was, like, to speak on generational wealth and wealth building, Mm -hmm. like, as a um, Christian person. Okay. Right? And so they did bring in speakers that were very successful in the stock market and in real estate and in building businesses. And, um we have kind of been from that event they invited you to these other events and yes you had to pay for them no it is not mlm okay like, uh you know but like you can take you could pay to take the class mm-hmm. like you you paid to go to life surge you could pay to go to these like stock real estate and business development classes that are all like three days for a weekend it's actually a little bit exhausting mm-hmm. um <laughs> it's like so much information in 10 hours um a day but uh I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Um, so, like, and you can stop it there, or you can pay to go forward with coaching with them, right? So that's the whole spiel. That's the business pitch that they're giving you. But even just to go, just to the weekends, for me, has been met massively worthwhile and eye-opening because, like, they talk about wealth and um, that we are all after money, but, like, 
and you need a job, but like be having a jobby job is not necessarily where it's at no. as far as, especially as far as wealth building goes. Um, and that just like the rules of money are sa- the same for wealthy people or for middle class or, you know, people that are lacking money yeah. entirely. And so, um, so like they spent just a ton of time talking about like, our relationship with money and our thoughts around money and you know not just like woo woo stuff but like also very concrete like this is how money works Mm -hmm. this is this is tax law you know here's why people that are running an llc versus just an employee are actually just doing better in general Mm -hmm. um so they kind of went through all of that and then like building businesses and things of that nature and i I sort of forgot where i was going with this whole thing um we are all after money, but yeah. also like that money is a tool. It's like meant to serve you and to serve others. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like I just felt like I I have chronically been somebody who in my life feels like money is the master. It mm-hmm. it totally minds me, not the other way around. Yeah. And um, that's so important. Uh, and it's also so hard because. You know, I grew up in a family that was kind of, you know, we weren't completely paycheck to paycheck, but we also, like, weren't out there, like, living our best lives. Or, like, maybe we weren't, like, contributing back to other people at the level that we wanted to be. Um, And that is for sure where I am at now in my life. And I I wish that I would have been there a little bit earlier where I was like, okay, like, this is a tool for me to use to build wealth, but also, like, give to other people. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, like, that's very interesting to me because, yeah, we all, like, want money. We all want wealth. We're all, like, driven by it. We're all working to acquire it. Um, we're all looking for, like, the next best way to acquire more. What do you do with it? Right. Once you have it. What do you, once you have it, what do you do with it? And um, some of, like, the most interesting people that yeah. were at these events were people that were, like, you know, do you have money sitting around to invest? Who has $50,000? Who has $75,000? Like, liquid cash yeah. that they could just throw down on an investment tomorrow. Close to They're, no one. <laughs> Close to no one, but still enough people yeah, that it's crazy. like a little shocking. Yeah, that's like wild. like wow, people have that. <laughs> a number that's one, what, that's encouraging to yeah, me. Absolutely. Like you can you can do this, mm-hmm. but B like the striking part about it is that they're there in the same boat that I am. That's just like so. How, what, what do I do with it? Where do I put this? <laughs> like I yeah. just have a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and now. I don't know what to do. Right. Like, so, you know, you know, and I'm in like the position of how do I get to that hundred thousand dollars? How do I get that in my pocket? Yeah, yeah. So that I can do something with it. Right. But it is just like, you know, there's both, there's both perspectives out there. So even if you have money, like you're still like lost in this no man's land of, I don't know what we do now. Like, our, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah. or how to build more That's on like, top of it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's super crazy because it, it, but it is, it is a tool to like be used to make your life better, to make other people's lives better mm-hmm. and things of that nature. I think that getting to a spot to figure out like how do we 
do that yeah. is an interesting thing. And I think here's the here's the real deal is it's different for every single one of us. And I think that um, like as I look at things like that now, from just me personally, mm-hmm. like the things that I'm thinking of, of doing or that how could I get to that level are what I was thinking of doing at 23. Yeah, same. You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Like, shoot. Like, I left my path because of what other people were saying. Mm-hmm. And now I'm coming back to it, maybe more informed, mm-hmm. wiser, you mm-hmm. know? But, like, I think that... And it's still hard for me to be like, that's what I'm going to make money doing. <laughs> yeah. Like, Except, yes. Like, when people... Because when, I always think about this, because we all are so, like, you know, so excited to ask each other, oh, what do you do for work? Yeah. Like... Well, I'll tell you, I guess. But, like, you know, I think that it's not the interesting part about people, generally, because, as we were saying earlier, generally what people are doing is not their passion, right? A, and B, like, it's in, it's just what they do day in and day out. Just like, pay, yeah. hopefully they have other things that they do, that yeah. they use the money that they're making at their job to yeah. go do. And so... Um, Tell me about that, because that's way cooler. Like, yes. <laughs> so, like, I appreciate that you're an accountant and you're very necessary to the world. But, I mean, I don't want to talk about accounting. No. So, no. And <laughs> I don't even know what to ask about it. Work-life balance too. Like, yeah. So many people. I'm just gonna like throw in my own experience. So, like, landscape yeah. architecture. Just being in school, it takes so much of your time. Yes. The artistic portion of it. Yeah. And I'm like looking at these professors I'm like you take so much personal time on your work like I can't I don't want to do that no and so I'm just gonna put this out there dropping out of school getting another job I would have had to graduate four years of school and then another two to three years just to get a certification as a landscape like a license yeah and I make as much as I would if I would have done all of that bullshit. Right. And I have a really great work-life balance. Work yeah. stops when I leave. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, it really put it's that in so perspective. It's so important. It's not a, d- a degree and all this stuff. That doesn't define who you are. We're all chasing money. Yeah. Money is the thing that we're chasing. Yep. Completely. Completely. Like, even um, somebody, they wrote it on a, a slide at one of these events. They wrote, life-work balance. And my brain was like, what is that (laughs) life work balance i'm like they did it backwards and then they talked about it like and my brain did eventually make the leap like oh they're gonna talk about that and say like why do we always say work first oh like you know and they did come around to say like you guys it should be life then work we're here to live like not here to work work is man-made we have to work yes to live yeah because that's what we've decided (laughs) to exchange for cash but yeah like it's not the purpose of what we're here to do necessarily is not to work (laughs) or like become a better worker no like to live yeah so what are you doing in your life to to get to to that to live to get to have connection with other people you know to i don't know to make an impact like i mean lately i've been really like attracted to this like impact over everything yeah kind of perspective Mm -hmm. and you know I uh, am somebody that has always been like celebrity status is what I'm aiming for and I've like dated people I've had friends that have been like but what if you were just like sort of 
like impactful in your community and i don't know why i have like an aversion to that i don't know what i like because that's a hundred percent true a hundred percent they are so accurate that would be so meaningful yes in your community be like this leader and this um like joy for people um to you know get filled up on a little bit and feel seen with Mm -hmm. and things like that Mm -hmm. like and i'm here for it but whatever like but it is kind of like okay like how can i make an impact like i am not celebrity status right now at all and not in any single way and so it's just like okay like but right now Mm -hmm. how can i be impactful it's hard yeah it's hard to be yourself like because because everything you've said yeah how do i be an impact and be myself when this community i have to morph into who they want me to be right (laughs) yeah okay yeah i think that yeah it is super tough because i think so like we talked about earlier i compete in bodybuilding when i go to the gym and you know where i go to the gym i'm not going to mention it here because i don't want to throw it throw anyone under or like create a stigma for anybody else like um they like it's like i go in there and that's the person that i am like this meathead (laughs) chick that's there to like make major gains and like whatever grow my glutes and whatever other fitness cliche you want to throw on me right um and then like and then i go into yoga and i have friends in the bodybuilding space that know that about me that know that i go to yoga and they're like hell no you will not catch me in a class because they don't feel like they belong there you know and which is really epically sad to me to be it honest it feels so good it feels so good yeah it feels so good and more people need more rest yeah. and like in just ease like we especially living just in america where we live we all have like this fire driven energy because we have to yes. to get by basically and to show up at work and things of that nature um because we created that and hopefully it shifts but um but we need more like of that like moon feminine energy that's restorative that is like a reflection rather than you know forward all the time you know and so um yeah they should go but (laughs) but the point being though that they don't really feel they don't feel confident there they don't feel comfortable there they don't feel accepted there they feel like the outsider and for me i feel lucky in that way that i have always felt like the outsider so it's like well this is just life this is it this is is how i feel i don't know what to say but um like you know i but like then you go there very few people at my yoga studio know that i compete in bodybuilding Like, completely different community so different different perspectives on life i would even yeah. make the next leap to that you know um i don't talk a lot about christianity with people i like Not i'm yoga i'm willing to but i don't talk about it Mm-mm. like um i don't feel like that's my calling to push that on people right. like if you want to talk about it with me sure sure let's do mm-hmm. it i'm fired up about it like but i but yeah, I don't like go out of my way to tell people. So I do kind of have these like different lives that are all within myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I work with runners, which I am not a long distance ultra runner. Um, I'm knowledgeable in that space, but I'm not going to pursue it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, that don't know any of these other things about me. <laughs> they don't know that I have an MBA or that I worked for mm-hmm. Microsoft. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's just like a lot of stuff that way. I think that there is... Um, for me, there's so much opportunity in that because I can even set up these communities uh-huh. and talk about that with them and be a light there 
and be impactful there and I can bring some of those other things in and maybe shed some light about how that could shed some light for them like how Mm -hmm. could you utilize that information um, to you know empower your yoga practice or inform your bodybuilding or you know your mental state while you work in a corporate world you know so I think that hopefully sorry I have like this earring and I'm just like oh um (laughs) It was a mistake to get my cartilage pierced. Um, <laughs> like, um, but, uh, yeah, I think that there, I don't know. I think, I think that for you, it has to make sense how those things, you know, piece together. Mm-hmm. But for everybody else, I think that it can just be that one thing. Because um, I think that there's this, oh, I hate this phrase and I can't believe I'm going to say it, but there's this like, for most people when they're learning something new, this is the phrase, it's like drinking from a fire hose. (laughs) I hate that phrase. That's like the most MBA like consultant speak you're going to get out of me, I think. Okay. But, um, that's terrible, isn't it? But like, it also kind of makes sense, right? Like, I think you can't share too much too fast because I think it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming for them, and especially like if this is their if this is their world, like you know, yoga. Let's say let's I'm not there yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not capable. I yet. can't take that in yet. Mm. Like, because you also don't know where they're at in their yoga mm. journey either, right? Like, or you don't know where they're at in their career to share a bunch of like extra. You know, I don't even know, like. I like strategy theories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I actually have that experience going on in my work work right now where like there's some things that I say that are a little bit more like MBA that are a little bit more entrepreneur to um, a couple of individuals that don't have the same background as me. Okay. So it's difficult for them to like we were saying, have that vision or to like accept those ideas because mm-hmm. like that will cause them to like have inner conflict yes. of what they were already thinking yeah. to do or whatever that way. So I think that, um, I don't know. I don't know if there is one way necessarily to blend them completely and make an impact, but I think that like the more communities that you have mm-hmm. also, the more impact that you can have because mm-hmm. you have so much variety you're able to morph you're well-rounded you can see others perspective yeah perspectives yeah you're you're open-minded yes and i think it depends like who you want to be too right like i know people that want to be an expert and that's cool for them (laughs) they were probably the same people that were like i know at 20 years old or 12 that they were going to do this thing you know maybe (laughs) i don't know like i don't have i don't have either one of those i can't relate so you know I think that maybe in that space, like, that's where you get to see people that are, like, very excellent at um, one community and a, and one very big community in that topic mm-hmm. or that industry or whatever, you know? But, like, I think, I don't know. I think it's more, I think, personally, this is this, no, no shame in, like, the expert game, but, like, I think that if you can be, like, well-rounded and informative and bring new perspective to Mm. people, I think that we need more of that in the world, especially right now, because right now there is, like, a huge, I don't know, dysfunction in, like, 
if you don't think what I'm saying is right, mm-hmm. then you're wrong and Ooh. I don't like you. There's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. And I think that, yeah, we could just use more of that. Yeah. Like more people that are more open to different ideas. And again, it's not like you have to accept every single idea. Like mm-hmm. you don't even have to think that I'm right. You just have to be respectful and open-minded enough just to say, out. huh, interesting. Like, I think, um, I think, yeah, I think that could be, even if that, that, that just one piece, I wish that I could, like, impart that to every single person. Like, hey, when you meet people, try to just meet them open-minded and be like, oh, why do you think that? No judgment, no, yeah. And not in, like, a, yeah, patronizing Mm -hmm. way, just Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's interesting, why do you think that? Try and, tell me. Try to understand. Yeah. Like, separate it from your own thoughts and values. Right try to understand and like put yourself in their shoes for yes. a second yeah that makes you a better person yeah completely yeah. like and just be a little bit more informed because you don't have their same life experiences yeah, exactly like you don't know you know no. i think i think that the big example of that is definitely like a um racial conversation Ooh. that this country is having yeah. or even the political conversation mm-hmm. that this country is having um and like you know, everything I'm doing is such such more sp- small scale of that. But, like, you know, I don't have that experience being, you know, my boyfriend is Asian American. Mm-hmm. I'm not an Asian American man. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what that feels like at all. Right. Like, you know, or... So I think, and, like, likewise, he doesn't have the experience of being a white woman. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is different than being a white man. Right. It is. Yeah. And so, um, and neither one of us is LGBTQ. Right. You know, we're not dealing with any of the same struggles Mm -hmm. at all. So I think that, like, yeah, if we had just meet people that are, like, slightly different than us and have slightly different experiences or different opinions or whatever, and just... Like, sit with your own self and say, this is what I think. This is my opinion, and I'm right. And that's nice for you. But, like, just be open to that person and listen to their story because you're going to learn about them. You're going to learn something that you Mm -hmm. didn't know probably about yourself. And you might have that inner conflict happen. And that, in my opinion, is so good. Yeah, good for you. I hope that you're a little uncomfortable. Yes. Because that's going to make enormous growth in your whole entire life for, like, years and years and years Mm -hmm. to come. And hopefully you keep meeting people like that. Because, like... It's nice to be in a community and it's nice to be in an echo chamber, but like you don't learn anything there. You're not pushing yourself there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's nice to be comfortable and it's nice to be content. Mm-hmm. And there are people that I know that are very content in their lives. And I wish that I had a little bit more of that for my own self that I could just settle every so often <laughs> and like not need to go after the next yes. thing or the next goal or. You more, know, more, more, more. Constantly pushing myself to like yes. get to a new level of enlightenment or something. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I think there's like everything else, everything in moderation, everything mm-hmm. in balance. Mm-hmm. You know, like find how to be content, but also like push the boundary for yourself a little yeah. bit. Um, I will always love yoga in this way that I think that it's like a beautiful life metaphor Mm -hmm. that it's like push to your personal edge, your personal one, which is not the same as mine. Mm -hmm. Because obviously we might have gotten from this conversation that mine is like pretty far. (laughs) Like I might be jumping (laughs) off the ledge with a bungee cord attached to my Mm -hmm. ankle, you know, like, so, um, 
that's where mine is is to go like maybe perhaps a little too far as far as you can yeah push yourself to your limits is what you're trying to say yeah yeah yeah. just go to yours Mm -hmm. because like that's and then the next time that you do it it's probably going to be a little farther and it's not saying forsake your values forsake your ideas forsake your opinions it's just saying like push yourself just see what's over there like go to the ledge and see I like that. Because it might be really beautiful, mm-hmm. you know? Or you might say, like, that is really beautiful, but it's not for me. And it's okay. It's okay to, to experience something and yeah. say it's not for you. Yeah. But you did it. Yeah. And you know it's not for you now. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing. The discipline of it, you know, yeah. is this ultimate freedom. Yeah. Because you know where you can say no yeah. and you know where you can say yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And there's a lot of people. I, I see it on the opposite side of the spectrum of people who don't even try. Like, um, I'm going to use my parents for an example. Like, mm-hmm. I was so scared to settle down, like, <laughs> because mm-hmm. in one place, too, because I saw my parents so miserable. And they are like, yeah, we're happy. I was like, You're, you did nothing that you have, like, ever dreamed of doing. Like, yeah. you, you've never lived outside of this state. Mm-hmm. We're hours from where you both grew up. Like, yeah. You, you didn't live out your dreams. And yeah. I see how miserable that makes people. Yes, yeah. It's really hard, I think. I think that, especially, I don't know how old your parents are, but I'm assuming they're relatively close to the same age as my parents. Mm-hmm. I think that that, age, that like generation, I think that they have a hard time doing that. I don't think it's impossible. Right. Like, and yeah, like, I think everyone should go to therapy. Oh, but <laughs> everyone! Yes. Like, yes. I think that, um, yeah, I just think, I think that, I, do, I also think that as you get older, it gets scarier to step outside of the box. Yeah. It gets scarier to try things, and I can't fault anybody for that. No, no. Like, you know, and so, but it, yeah, I agree with you that I've seen it a lot, and I am oppositely afraid. I'm afraid that I won't do it. Yeah. Like, so, um, so that is definitely a place that I live a little bit. I'm scared to settle, like you said, um in many many areas of my life like I don't want to stop striving anywhere no um and it's like that's a hard conversation to have I think like because I I have it in my own brain quite a lot like am I willing to compromise on this thing or am I willing to give up this dream for this dream you shouldn't have to yeah how can I I like how can I put all these experiences in my life right am I giving up kids right right (laughs) That's a big That's thing a, to sacrifice. It's a big thing to sacrifice. And I don't think that you do have to necessarily. Um, one of my really good friends from college, um, she uh, kind of suffers from a little bit of the same affliction that I do, where it's like, just go do everything all at the same time. Yes. Um, a couple of years ago, she called me, and she was just like, Haley, just remember, you can do anything, but not everything. At least not all at once. <laughs> true and I was like I like that because like yeah you know Mm -hmm. like it didn't stop it you can do anything but not everything because I want to do everything yeah but it doesn't all have to happen all at once you don't feel feel fulfilled though if you're not like chasing it all yeah like and I think that for me lately that's more the practice is actually like figuring out like what do I want to chase right now um kids is a thing where like for me that's a finite timeline there's other things in my life that Mm -hmm. are not finite Mm -hmm. timelines Mm -hmm. so i think that 
um, that's just like a thing to think about. Like, do you, do I need to prioritize this thing right now? Or could I push that off a little bit? Yeah. Um, like, why does it matter that I need to do this right now when there is this that it might actually yeah. be better for me to look at this at the moment? Mm-hmm. Um, kids, it's such a tough one, Morgan. Why'd you bring that no, up? No, I know, like, I know. I, <laughs> I know it is. A t- it's a tough one. Like, I'm a kind of, uh, like again like super vulnerable <laughs> transparency right now i'm sort of at an age where i don't i know that it is scientifically possible for me to have kids for like probably another 15 years i'm a very healthy person so potentially this could be a real thing i don't want to so that's like a that's a and going back to i thought i was going to be 25 when i got married i wasn't i'm still not and i am like a marriage before kids person so it's like the time is dwindling down. Yeah, I feel that. And it's not for me. I'm not that I'm not that tied to it. I never have even, been. Yeah. So for me, that's an okay thing. But for somebody that is, I do also know other 30 year olds that are like, I want kids. It's their dream to have a kid. Uh-uh. Not, me, not me. That is. Yeah, that's not where I'm at. That's but okay, like, though. good for you. Yeah. Yeah. If that's the dream, if that's like your uh calling that's Mm -hmm. what you feel like you want to do in your life and spend time doing you know then 100% do it but you might prioritize that over like career let's say or like building a business experiences travel yeah traveling like you're gonna do it with your kid probably Uh, hopefully I hope you do yeah and so um so like I just think yeah you can do everything you don't have to decide but there's some stuff that maybe has to because of the physical body yes. essentially has to happen sooner. Yeah. Um, for those of us that are not drawn to that at all, like that's okay too. And I just feel like this is like from my heart a little bit, like try not to be afraid of the actual commitment piece of relationship. Yeah. Just because you're not going to have kids. Like, I feel like I have, I'm like, well, I don't have any timelines on anything. <laughs> so like, so I, uh, you know, I'm very good at postponing that piece of it. Mm-hmm. But it is also, like, relationship is also important to me. Yeah. So figuring that out and not being fearful of that sort of commitment, even though I still have other goals. Because, like you, mm-hmm. you know, my parents are fine. They're great human beings. They probably didn't, I think they would say this themselves, do all the things that they wish that they had done before the age that they're at now. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that that's something they still pursue now. I hope that that's like absolutely something that I can help them, you know, make happen. Yeah. Um, at this point in their lives, mm-hmm. hopefully at some point soonish here, but um, like, I think that, yeah, like I, f- I felt like marriage and kids meant that I was gonna settle down and not do anything else really except for have a marriage and kids, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't want that, and I think that, I think communicating that with anybody that I date is so important to me. It's very important to me that, like, uh, my partner can come to me and say, like, hey, I want to go on a dude backpacking trip, a dude one, Mm -hmm. in Patagonia. Like, do I want to go to Patagonia? 100%. But, like... That's for you. Mm-hmm. I'll go do something else. Like, and I want that to be okay. Mm-hmm. I do recognize that that is a very different looking relationship than most of us are accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, and I'm, 
I'm gonna venture to say that even if that happened and I do want that, mm-hmm. I would still be like, okay, okay. Right, right. <laughs> or sometimes I think mm-hmm. of stuff that I wanna do and I just wanna do it. And I know like, for example, my boyfriend right now, I know that that's not necessarily <laughs> up his alley. Yeah. Like, he probably does not want to go to, you know, Finland and teach yoga at a resort there with me. But you do. But I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to go to Switzerland and teach yoga for a little bit. But it, I, and I, that's like a month or two. Yeah. And in the scheme of things, like, what is that month of, month or two of being apart? Like, if you're with the right person and they're willing to, like, go on that journey with you and let you go on that journey by yourself yeah. and maybe come back a little different. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Like, and be okay with that and then get to know that person. Boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Not having um, expectations yeah. your, for yourself or the future, what yes. the future looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I think, like I said, like, I hope that we all continue to grow and evolve. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, if you, yeah, want to be with somebody long term, then you cannot have an expectation of what it's going to look like because no. you don't know who that person's going to be in two years. No. Not that they're going to be like, hopefully they're not worse, you know? (laughs) You know? Yes. Like, hopefully they're not getting worse. Hopefully they're getting better, like, to a point that you're just like, wow, like, dang, like, that's a totally new human almost. Because, like, they have, you know, taken these leaps and bounds forward in what they wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, who they wanted to become. Or, like, maybe, like, it's not leaps and bounds. It's actually, like, backtracking a little bit because Mm -hmm. they shifted so dramatically in what they were trying to become. And also, like, I think, too, this is, like, a part that is a little bit heartbreaking to me, but also, like, true, Mm -hmm. I think. Like, no, even if you're married, no relationship is guaranteed. No. No. And, and... And I think that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Continue to work on yourself. Yes. Like, nothing is guaranteed Mm -mm. to last forever. Like, is that what we're striving for? A hundred percent. Yeah. But, like, I hope that you're staying true to yourself. Yeah. And if I'm, like, out of the equation for that piece of it, like, okay. Like, does that hurt? Like, I think the worst breakups, honestly, are, like, the, like, pretty mellow ones that are just, like, you know what? Like, I just, <laughs> eh, just I want to go really a different matter. way. Yeah. Like, that's it. You're mm-hmm. a great person. Mm-hmm. But, like, I need to go do this now. Like, and you need to go do that And now. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like... I think that, you know, yeah, having that, I don't know, peace about it, mm-hmm. that things are not going to just stay the same. Yes. Um, you know, and even as somebody who loves change, I love change. There is some change that is, like, overwhelming for me. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. And it is uncomfortable, and I just feel like... I'm a little bit more comfortable with it now maybe than other people because I've chosen change so mm-hmm. much. But um but it is like it is super hard. So yeah, but like letting there be like sort of this space to hold possibility of basically anything. Yeah. And like knowing that nobody's like a problem because of it. Nobody's like a bad person because of it Mm -hmm. and things like that it's like super super important yeah I think it's so easy um I've I've seen it a lot in the people my age like trying to find someone and like sink their claws into them and like don't leave me yes 
And like that shouldn't. That's not how it should be. No. It's, love is it, it comes and it goes. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> I think that yeah, a hundred percent. Like it's. I mean, there's different personalities out there, right? And I think that's, like, worth acknowledging. Yeah. Like, for me, it's very easy for me to go be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, very easy for me to go meet people. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and for other people, it's, like, not. Like, that person that does have an easy time doing those things is, like, this sense of freedom, maybe, that the other person gets because without them, they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And that's not bad. It just is, you know? But, um yeah like that like sense of like ownership or like that like amount of fear that happens if somebody leaves or wants to just go do something else or or whatever mm-hmm. I think that that's like I'm just how much can be solved though just like with a com- upfront conversation I think it's so, like yeah <laughs> like just like I, I mean there's a lot of codependency issues there's a lot of codependency issues and I think that's a conversation that I've had with, like, multiple people in my life, honestly. <laughs> yeah. um, in probably not the most graceful way. Um, and at this point, I'll, I'll basically just call it out how it is. Like, yeah. this is how I'm feeling, and it's also suffocating. You're a little clingy. Um, yeah. I got to tell you. Like, <laughs> I've, I've been there. Like, yeah. you're a little clingy. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> gotta go do... Yeah. Yeah, do you, please. Thank you. Um, so... Uh, it, like, and it's just, like, not, I hope that the people that may be in this situation are not listening to this and thinking, like, wow, what a jerk saying this. No. But, like, I just think, like, I feel like the people that are doing that right now or find themselves in a relationship that is like that right now, like, I feel like I just challenge them to ask themselves, like, what if this person, like, was never in my life? What would I be doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. and also, like, and, like, this is going to be really cold-sounding. Um, I'm an Aquarius, everyone. Um, <laughs> like, like, so, I, like, why should this person be attracted to me? Yes. Yes, just because like, they're initially attracted doesn't mean that they're committed. That they're going to stay attracted. Yeah. They have free will to do whatever yes. they want to do. Yeah. And, like, and... I'm not saying even that, like, one person is generally the person in, in that kind of relationship that it's happening, because I actually think that when you end up in that kind of relationship, both people, like, even even the person, I've been this person, the, the independent one, who is, like, deeply committed to being independent, can become codependent, because yes. it just is, like, easier. Um, and... You know, so I don't know. Check in with yourselves yes. and and just say like, is this what I want? Is this how I want my life to look? Like, am I doing my things? Am I seeing my friends? Um, like, I think. Like, do I have a life? Like, what's kind of? There's always something attractive about people, right? But like, what's like attractive about me to people right now? Mm-hmm. Because like, I think, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm just gonna get really blunt and honest about this, like. I've had people that I've dated that start doing basically just my things, and mm-hmm. then we basically just do them together all the time. Yeah, they have no identity. Yes. Outside of you. Yes. And so, and, like, even though, like, they're great people. Right. Like, I actually, like, to this day, there's some guys that I've dated that I'm mm-hmm. like, how I hope that they're doing so well. Mm-hmm. Like, I really hope that they've, like, found 
themselves and like this new life within them and they're do they're pursuing what they want to pursue and that they're with somebody that's really good to them and doesn't take over their life just because they can yes. right because they are really nice people that mm-hmm. um sometimes i think like being supportive can go too far in that like now you do them that's it and you i'm do not whatever. your mom yeah, yeah 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 and so like i think that like it's like important it's really important to like have your own life and things like that but like I think that it just becomes like it's like difficult to respect and it's not attractive and it's like I don't I don't want to have sex with you (laughs) no because you know you know like it's like there's like this like primal piece of it that it's like this is not even you could be the hottest man or woman on earth and now because like you don't know what you're doing. You don't know who you are. You're giving up your entire identity to fit a mold of who I am. Right. And what you think I want you to be. Yeah. And whatever. And so, like, yeah, I don't, I, it, like, it becomes not that attractive. Yeah. And I think, again, like, I think I've been on the opposite side of this, mm-hmm. where, and it, he was an interesting human, but, um, like, I wanted him to like me so much. And I wanted to be good together mm. so much. So I did give up every single thing about me. And even the stuff that I didn't give up, like, I would, like, cut it short so that I could then go, like, be with him and do what he wanted to do and be supportive of mm. him and whatever. And in the end, like, I mean, I, I felt disrespected. Yeah. Like, I felt like everything that I needed wasn't important. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think... It's, like, a deep fear of mine to make anybody feel like that, too. And so I don't want I don't want anybody to feel like that. No. So, like, when I see it happening, it's like, okay, we got to talk about this because, like, I don't need you five years from now to resent me because you feel like you just became me. Yes. I, I want to add in, like, we all need our needs met, but we all, it's, it's normal for us to get our needs met from other people. Yes. But I think seeing a partner, seeing a romantic partner is, like, for example, you bodybuild, you do yoga, and having your romantic partner fit into those hobbies, Yeah. sometimes it's too much. And sometimes we need someone to fit a friend in yes. those hobbies, but it can't always be our romantic partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a lot of pressure, too. Like, actually, this is a conversation I've had really recently, and I, um, I, it's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. for me. Um, like, or for anybody, really, to be like, the only person that somebody needs. Yeah. Like, because that is, A, not true, because mm-hmm. I'm not good at everything. I don't have, like, the understanding of everything. Um, I don't necessarily have the same interests. I don't, you know, there's just so, there's such a vast array of, like, reasons why I can't be the only thing in your life. Yeah. Um, and why my things can't be the only thing in your life, because I also need other people. Yep. And relationships and communities and things of that nature because I need support from other women, Mm -hmm. you know, or just like somebody that knows more about this thing that I'm interested in. And now like, I'm not going to pursue that opportunity because I feel committed to just being with you all the time Mm -hmm. or like I'm being mean by not being with you all the time. And so, um, like, and for that person on the other side of it, it's like, okay, what are what are you missing out on by only having me and also like yeah you have I, no ambitions yeah <laughs> like 
But also, like, I'm, you're getting a really tainted perspective yeah. because you're getting all my life perspective. Yeah. And what's yours perspective? Yeah. yeah. Who are you? Yeah. And like, who else is influencing you? Like, I don't actually think I'm a terrible influence. Like, but <laughs> but you are you, and you're trying I, to figure it y- out. Yes, I'm trying own. to figure it out too. And so like, maybe what I'm saying to you know, an, a friend or a partner or whatever is actually just, like, so inaccurate. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because that's not actually what they either need at that point in time. Yeah. Or, like, for example, I have a roommate right now, and she's 21. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fun. Um, she's really great. She's super driven. Um, she's very nice, very social, you know really ambitious like I uh, in a lot of ways I got exactly the roommate that I needed frankly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but um and perhaps in like the same she got exactly the roommate that she needed we're both super busy we're not really in each other's hair or drama or anything Mm -hmm. you know but at the same time like I have to kind of watch it a little bit with her because I'm 33 and I've gone through a lot of the stuff that she is currently having happen Mm -hmm. and like I don't need to turn her into like a cynic in some ways because that's just how <laughs> life is or yes. something. Yeah. Like I like I I am like I try to be a really positive human being for the majority of like the space, but sometimes just like reality, it's like pretty harsh. Like it just like is. Choose just, your suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know how else to say it. Like it just is. It sucks. So choose your suck. Choose yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and even like and she's trying to go into vet school and like, okay. and become a veterinarian and it's all like it's really lovely and it's if and again, like that's not my dream, but if it's your dream you should do it. Awesome. But the thing is if I give too much of an opinion on it, like I'm just gonna deter her maybe. Yes. Or I'm gonna just like do what other people did to me, which is like squash her dreams. Yeah. And I don't wanna be that person. No. But I definitely have thoughts about it. I know, I know. I like, you know? Well, you know, like, you can see people going down the path that you went down, and you want to you wanna interject. Yes. And give them advice, but you're like, yep. you have to figure this out on your own. Yeah, completely. Completely. <laughs> and so, it's just, like, it's interesting. Like, it's like a little check for myself. I'm And I managed uh, early 20s this year, too, with the relay. that They were out on the road and mm-hmm. crewing people, and they would have odd problems come up. And there's some level of it that is crazy to me because we're just raised in different times and the expectation is slightly different Mm -hmm. of, of like what a good product of anything really is. Mm -hmm. Um, or like how to utilize resources is different and things like that. But, you know, at some level too, I just have to like let them sit in this awful place and not fix it and like sweep in and quote unquote do it right. Yes. Because like, they just have to figure it out. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you can't, yeah, you, it's so easy. The easier thing to do is just like do it for them. But like, we're all adults. Yeah. You gotta, it's so hard to just be like, sorry. It's really hard. And it's, it's even harder when like you're with somebody who's like almost asking you for help or advice or whatever, because it's just like, wow, like, I could do that for you. And like going back to the codependency, it's like, yeah, I mean, I could make this easier for you in some way, but then I'm controlling your experience. Like, 
and there's a part of me that loves to do that. Like I want to kind of um, control the experience and, you know, sweep in and help because I can help and it gives me purpose or whatever. <laughs> it's like this kind of convoluted way of thinking. But um, somebody did point out to me once that like by doing that, you're just controlling their life or their experience or what they do or think or whatever next and that's not right they need to it needs to happen naturally yes and they need to figure it out on their own yeah like it's just part of you just have to kind of suffer through yeah Uh, that's we all do yeah yeah i mean i do too i think um the best bosses that i ever had were bosses that didn't solve anything for me yeah and it was like I didn't like them. I was I like, "Why are you helping me?" Yeah. But like, if I if they helped me, I wouldn't have learned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like that is a thing. Like that is. I think that's actually. You see a lot of stuff on like narcissists now, and I you know I don't love like pop psychology and things like no. that. But um, the interesting thing about it to me is that it is generally like it's super easy. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I can't believe I'm talking about this. Like. It's super easy to blame that person that yeah. is, like, the controlling, manipulative one. But you have to, like, step it back, like, generations, basically. Because likely they were just raised by somebody that controlled their experience yes. and, like, tried to protect them or whatever. And then they don't really know how to... That's the behavior that they exhibit, but they also don't know how to make decisions or things in their own life either. For generations. Yes, generations. Like, yeah. it's really wild. Like, you can't really... And there's different kinds of narcissists and stuff out there. But, yeah, it's been going on for a long time. And it's, like, kind... I don't know. They don't know that they're doing it. No. So, it's a hard... It's a it's a weird discussion. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole. But, like, it's interesting that, like, when you can catch yourself and being, like, hey, I'm just, like, giving them the answer. Like, I have so much more respect for the people now that were, like, just, you know, zip it and let them... Yeah. Let them do what they're going to do and mm-hmm. then give them feedback, like factual feedback, mm-hmm. not like an opinionated this is version. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can offer help along the way and along that journey and kind of act as like, you know, their life Sherpa. And like, this is what I would recommend that you do, mm-hmm. but you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, Because um, I think that that's really valuable to get other ideas about how to go about something or whatever but yeah I don't know like you got to do your own thing and have your own process mm-hmm. yeah and it's hard it's healing is huge but yeah losing the expectations of what life would be like because you didn't realize that you had a tremendous amount of healing to do yes and like life is nothing that you thought it would be because there was issues underlying issues you didn't realize were there yes that's so hard to accept it's really hard to accept do you want to know this might be like kind of funny i don't know like this is an interesting thing for me because like i am kind of naturally very introspective Mm -hmm. um i don't know how that happened it just is (laughs) i don't know like but, and then, like, as I've kind of continued to journey in my life, like, I've become more introspective, mm-hmm. which I actually sort of hate. I hear, you get stuck in your head. You get stuck in your head, and, like, you can always be better. 
and yeah. I'm never gonna be enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not gonna be enough. You're doing like, so just, well, though. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like it's like there's a weird like controversy that's happening like internally, mm-hmm. right? And um, yeah, like I feel like it's difficult for it. I don't know. It's really difficult for me because like I'm like, where does it end? Like, where do you just kind of stop? And, like, many of the things that I am just naturally interested in kind of have this tendency to lean towards, like, if you have humility, like, how can I improve my own self? Or Mm -hmm. how can I heal from this? Or, like, how can I dive a little bit deeper to get to the root of that thing? Like, Mm -hmm. where did I get that narrative? Where did I acquire this, you know, trauma? Mm -hmm. Um, And then like how do I move forward from there or how do I create impact because of the wisdom that I have Mm -hmm. around that you know and so like I think it's super hard to journey down there but like I think I mean I have personally had to take a step back from a lot of stuff like that yes because um it can easily turn into like I'm a problem 100% everything is wrong with me it's a fixation of like how can I fix myself? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like, even like, I do say this, like everybody should go to therapy, especially yeah. if you think that you don't need to go to therapy. <laughs> like <laughs> you are the person that needs therapy. You 100%. Everyone else can see it. They yes. just don't want to say yeah. it. Yeah. And there it's... might not, there's nothing wrong with you. No. There might not be any problem. No. But like, there's probably my, my thinking on that is, is that you actually, people that tend to think that they don't need it are actually not introspective enough probably uh, on their own not that they're not just that they're not on their own to sit there and think through like how did this happen to me why do I hold this belief well blah 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 etc etc you know and like I just think that like that's the person that should go because to just talk about like life and hear yourself say things out loud yeah. that like you wouldn't say to yourself mm-hmm. in private even mm-hmm. or like you wouldn't tell a friend because that would c- allow for further questioning you know like we all need that we yeah. all need somebody to check in with and it's just easier with a therapist who's not invested in your life um, <laughs> like and who uh, yes. who you are in every other aspect yes. you know what i mean you get to like maintain your whatever reputation or ego with everything else while you work through some stuff um and like discover something about yourself but like for me it sort of became like i can't talk about this anymore because like it's like like you're saying it's like a fixation for me about how do i fix it yeah and yeah. like you don't you're you, never you can't fix someone else right yes you can't not they have to want to you can't fix the past yeah so what do you do yes you move forward yeah and how are you going to change the steps forward yes yeah like it's so hard to get stuck in the past it's yes <laughs> it is or to think like wow yeah i was talking with somebody about some stuff that i had done in the past and i you know whatever i'm okay about it i have like that was part of my process um you know like it is mostly having to do with like my thoughts around relationship yeah and my like what relationships looked like and like 
what you know casual encounters and like all of it it. i get it and then like also like like i mentioned earlier too like the amount of like partying that i did Mm -hmm. you know and i'm not super proud Mm -hmm. you know but it was like part of it was part of how i became who i am now Mm -hmm. um and so like but i and i do feel like I evolved from that. Like, I am a different person, but I have a hard time forgiving that person. I have a hard time forgiving Haley from 10, 5 to 10 years ago, you know? You shame her so much. Why? So much. Why? Right. Because, like, that's not even who I am. Yeah. You don't want people... Well, people remember you as that. Right. And that's the problem. That is the problem. And I... um, Yeah, like... And I just think even, like... The people who also have moved on from that version of myself, yeah. they are just, they don't understand why I sometimes bring it back up or circle back to that person or, like, why mm-hmm. I feel like I am not better now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, somebody very recently was like, you have to forgive yourself for who you were because you are no longer that person. Yeah. Like, you just aren't. Like, you had a complete change of heart. You had, like, a complete shift in, like, in values and, like, what you want to do with your Mm -hmm. life and, like, become. And so... Own it. Own it. Own own who who that is. Mm -hmm. And also, like, it's okay to grieve that. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Like, that took me a long time to get to. Like, that it's okay to, like, let that go and be a little sad about it. Because I think that the the only thing that's attractive to me about that version of Haley is, like, I know it. That's it. (laughs) Like, I have a memory of it. I know who that, what that looked like. But, like, I wouldn't go back to it. I wouldn't either. But, like, it's sad somehow that I... But it's only sad, I think, because, like, I have no idea where I'm going. (laughs) I think, yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm with you. It's just a lost time of, like, not knowing who you are. And not, not, like, looking back, it feels like a wonderland. Like, I had no concrete beliefs of my values or morals. (laughs) While I was at the strip club with all my girlfriends. Right. What? Isn't that this the most bizarre, right? Like, let's can we talk about that? For yes. a second? So I grew up Christian, right? Yeah. I um, and not, not that I don't think that I believed it at the time or something like that. Like I think I did, mm-hmm. but I think it was like this thing that was given to me, which maybe is like a beautiful metaphor for what God offers to us. It's like just given, yeah. right? Like there's not like a question about it. Nobody's like, no, it's not for you. This is for somebody else, and you know, it is. It's just for you. Mm-hmm. It's for everyone. It's available to everyone, and. Like, I don't know about you, but, like, at the church that my parents went to, they would have people come in that were, like, Mm ex-convicts or things like that. And they were, like, beautiful choralists, you know, and things. And they would share some of their stories. And I would sit there and be like, well, shoot, I've never, like, experienced anything like that. Like, these people had, like, an experience. They experienced God saving them. Yeah. Like, I didn't have that. (laughs) Like, this is just, like, a thing that yeah. is just true. Like, and I was, so, you know, like, I question that. Like, mm-hmm. as we've kind of been talking about, I'm very curious yes. about things. I'm curious about people. I'm curious about the world. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about the divine and all this, right? And so, like, 
it was just like a thing that was just part of my life forever and almost kind of like maybe anything free Mm -hmm. I just didn't care and like it didn't it didn't hold any like significant meaning for me Mm -hmm. and so when I went to college I mean I legitimately made a deliberate choice to not be Christian (laughs) and like not there was definitely it's not a comparison game there was people that were doing things that like i would still to this day never do right right but there was also stuff that i was doing that was like 1000 percent against what i how i was growing up yes and like raised in values and things like this right and like what was right and what was wrong like that's where the shame comes from yes so i just stopped so i just stopped Mm -hmm. and i was ashamed and there was the point when i went to in church during college because I was just like this is really bad like we've crossed <laughs> the line like and I brought one of my friends with me who kind of felt similar and so we went to church and then we never went again you know so it was like not that life changing I need right? a pit yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so it was just like a blip of okay like we're good for right now and then I don't know like I I think that, like, I did my yoga certification. I sort of became a little bit more spiritual. I kind of came back to this idea that there was something bigger than me mm-hmm. that was giving me some kind of direction in my life. You know, um, we always have choice. You know, you go down paths and things of this nature that maybe are not meant for you, mm-hmm. whatever. And you learn and then you get back on the path, you know. But, and so I, like, started to accept, like, divine nature again. Um, but not God. Like, I was very clear on that. Like, I was like, no, that's not, that's not my thing. Like, is it tarot cards? I got into those. Did you get into before, tarot cards? Before God, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I, <laughs> I mean, I was into it. I'm still into it. Like, okay. let's be real. I'm still into tarot. I'm still into astrology. I love all things like that that give us, I think they just give us a little bit more information about ourselves and they, like, kind of can direct your attention to something okay right? mm-hmm. I th- so I think like in that way it's super worthwhile like I want to pull a card and just think about that thing all day and mm-hmm. like how that maybe relates to my life and what nugget of it again that I could take and what do I leave mm-hmm. and so I like them for that reason I don't think it's something that's like you sh- to believe in no but no. like no I was really into like the universe yes like just universal energy and like this idea of ohm and like <laughs> it's all around oh but yeah so i really like the idea of ohm and like this sort of like universal vibration and like presence of um i don't know the divine but within us and i think that mostly eventually i did like i started making a lot of like cross comparisons of things yeah like it, like okay like if 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 God has, like, the Holy Spirit, maybe that is, like, the ohm. That mm-hmm. is this, like, universal vibration and, like, mm-hmm. you know, this inner knowing about things. Yeah. You know, and if we're created in the image of God, then, like, we do have this divine light within yes. us. Like, there's just, like, a lot of it for me that started to cross over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that makes a lot more sense. You are, you are a spiritual being. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so... um, and, like, the same thing, like we, like, we mentioned astrology and tarot. Like, I feel like, as humans, we, we're never going to understand God. Mm-hmm. We're just, like, we want to. Yeah. But, like, we can't conceptualize that totally. Mm-hmm. So we've, like, kind of created some other tools of, of things that we've studied in order to try to understand. And, you know, I am not ever going to say that it's, like, more important than prayer or more important than reading the Bible mm-hmm. and, like, knowing God personally. But I think that, like it's all interesting because I'm like, in some way, like he created all of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we've been trying so hard to understand 
you know, God and how the yeah. universe was made and all of these things and how we, why we are the way that why? we are. Yeah. And why we're so individual and unique. Cause even like we can have the same experience, but take mm-hmm. away completely different things. Instead of just being. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause you know that, that spiritual part of you knows what to do all the time in every situation, but we try yeah. and overthink it. What do we do? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you can't just sit with yourself and think like, Oh, no, I know, because I'm like, I'm, I'm no, I know within myself, and in that way, I'm hearing from God, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, so yeah, so eventually, like, I, I went back to church, eventually, yeah. because I felt compelled, mm-hmm. like, not really for any one reason, mm-hmm. I just felt like I needed to go back to that, um, and sort of rediscover it for my own self Mm -hmm. like I think like like I was saying like it was a difficult thing for me to just accept Mm -hmm. as like a gift to my own self which um and it's hard for me to understand people actually I have some very good girlfriends that are you know very spiritual and I don't understand how they have never kind of questioned or like deeply strayed from their morals or anything like that yeah. like I don't get it but like good for them also because yeah. some don't recommend going through some of the stuff that I did you know <laughs> but like you know um but yeah like eventually I came back to it just because like it did start to make like a lot more sense to me and like I think that there is a lot of comfort in knowing that um there's something bigger that's out there that mm-hmm. is giving you purpose and that created you for a reason and created you for more Absolutely. and wants like the best of the best things for you yeah. and not just like this basic life no. um, that we just settle for. Um, and happiness is an emotion. That's something that I've really had to accept. Happiness yeah. is not a state of being. It's an emotion, just yes. like sadness, just like anger. Yeah. Yes. Do you know, this is me, like, swerve again. Um, like, <laughs> I actually just saw this, like, really wonderful video that is, like, about surfing. It's funny, I started talking about surfing at the beginning of this, too. Like, I, and it's, it just attracted me to surfing that much more, because I like the idea of it. Like, it's like, you know, like, surfers can experience happiness at a, like, new level than most people, Mm -hmm. because, like, they have this perspective of, like, they're gonna catch a wave, and they know that that wave is gonna crash. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a permanent state of being, but, like, if you can just, like, be in it and enjoy it while it's going on, Mm -hmm. then, like, and you, and know that it will come back again, and you'll catch another wave, then, like, you can just keep kind of being happy and peaceful. Yeah. Because everything is, like, ephemeral and moving and changing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know how I got on the God thing, though, at all. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. We've been, it's good conversation. Yeah. But it's, it's been a great uh, experience having you on. Yeah. I really love being here and talking with you. Good. Hopefully we can talk (laughs) Again, more about the spiritual aspect of life. Yeah. And, like, how that has guided you on your path. And and if we, you know, when we talk again, you're going to be at a different point in your life. For sure. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll kind of, like, come back to these topics that we talked about today. Yeah. So thank you so much for for coming here today, taking your time. And thanks. Yeah. Just thanks for being on. Yeah. Well, thank you. No problem.